the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to a special Thanksgiving episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined at the dinner table tonight by our producer, Greg Nevis. Rebellions are built on hope. Ah, and there are many a rebellion on a holiday in the Koch house. (laughs) And our rotating Mickey Dudes commentators, Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, they're tourists. What do they know? And Stephen Maxwell. And before somebody steals it again, I'm surrounded by idiots. (laughs) I should have stolen it. (laughs) I was just thinking of uh, when the relatives start arriving at my house usually, so I say that many a time. You say that before they arrive. (laughs) Looking in the meadow? Yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) But enough complaining since... The holidays are about family. It's time for us to get into another Mickey Dudes poll. As king of Sugar Rush, I hereby officially decree that it's time for a Mickey Dudes podcast poll. Okay, gentlemen. So we just had an episode where we planned our ultimate resort day at, at Disney World on a holiday like Thanksgiving. And now... I'm going to jump on that idea, and we kind of said in that one that the parks are probably going to be at full capacity, and probably won't get on many rides, and it's going to be a little bit tougher, but one way to actually get into a park is to have an ADR at one of their restaurants. So since Thanksgiving is a little bit more of a formal holiday, the good china comes out, some dishes that take a long time to prepare that might normally not be prepared during the year are made and everybody kind of puts on their best clothing and kind of just tries to act their best around each other. I figured let's go for a little bit of elegance and my question to you gentlemen tonight is if you were in Walt Disney World and you had an opportunity to have Thanksgiving dinner at a signature restaurant, which one would you choose and why? I'm going to start this with Stephen. Okay. I think I would go to the Liberty Tree Tavern. No, I'm only kidding. I would go to Les Elliot. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to Les Elliot. I think it's a great restaurant. And I know it's Canadian and it's not really pure American apple pie uh, Thanksgiving material. But the food they do there and the ambience inside the restaurant is just amazing. And I remember one of the times we went. Uh, it was just after 9 o'clock and you heard the Illuminations fireworks firing outside. Just think you could have a, a great time there. Uh, with great food, great drink, and just along with your family. Excellent choice. And on top of that, you have the luxury of being one of the last people that the park will close to. Because if you have an ADR and they do do phase closings... They allow people with ADRs in because if they don't, Disney's losing money. And it was just, even when we left after that, uh, the, the park was dead. You know, it was absolutely dead. So we walked out through the park and there was hardly a soul in sight, which was another good aspect of a late ADR as well. Good thinking. 
Chuck, what about you? Well, I'm going to go a little bit differently here. I'm not going to do an 80-hour in the park. I figure that, you know what, the parks are going to be that busy. It's not worth the headache. I, I was just, I actually just came back, and it was Jersey Week on the last day of my oh, trip. Oh, wow. That was, mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was exactly how you interpret it. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I'm staying away from the parks because I could handle only so much of that. And I'm going to go to the California Grill. Uh, if I can time this right, I can see Wishes and the castle lighting. So I think that would make the more memorable Thanksgiving meal. Also, I'm going to park in uh, the Contemporary and drive away very fast afterwards to avoid the Disney transportation buses. <laughs> and Gregory, what about you? Well, like Chuck, I'm going to head out of the parks as well, and we're going to head over to Wilderness Lodge and hit a place that I've always wanted to go to, and that's Artist Point. The rustic but somewhat elegant decor and architecture there kind of calls to me, and it seems like it'd be a neat place to spend a a nice quiet lunch in a somewhat casual environment. So that's what we're going to head to. And you have that whole All-American Lodge type look to it. So that's an excellent point on, on that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally forget that that restaurant's even there. And it's weird because I enjoy drinking at the Territory Lounge, which is their bar. But I just never had it on my radar. It's one of those that I have to try in the near future. And Chuck, you and I are on the same page yet again because I am also going to the California Grill. Except I'm going to go a little bit earlier because I'm going to be cheating a bit. I do assume that there is going to be some uh, major traffic that night. But I'm going to be dealing with it and I can deal with the buses. But I also assume that after Wishes people won't be leaving right away because it'll be a later night. So I'm going to get maybe a 4 or 5 o'clock reservation so I can have a nice, long, many-course Thanksgiving dinner. When I pay my bill, I'm going to be able to return later on, if I choose, to go up to the observation deck to watch Wishes because that would be an excellent place to do it. And I think that would cap off my Thanksgiving holiday in a very grand way. Sounds really good. It does. And with that, this concludes our Mickey Dudes poll. Okay, gentlemen, keeping with our Thanksgiving theme, I thought since the holidays are all about family and memories and being with good friends also, I thought that today we would talk about some of the things that we are most grateful for. But since we're a Disney podcast Let's give it a Disney spin. So we've all had numerous trips to Walt Disney World. I'm sure some stand out more than others. Today I'm asking you guys to tell me about a fond memory from a past Disney trip that you have, that you are thankful that you got to experience. And I'm going to start this one with Chuck. Thanks, Dave. Anytime. Glad to be here, everybody. So... (laughs) I'd like to formally announce my candidacy for... Wait. 
<laughs> wrong podcast. Sorry. Um, the the thing that I'm actually most thankful for is something that happened on my most recent trip. Now, with my job, I'm not allowed to take vacation, as it were, between the months of I don't know November and the end of January. So, this past weekend, I was down there. Um, in Disney World, actually, two weekends ago at this point. And for the first time ever, I was able to see the castle lighting. And I'll tell you what, if you haven't done it, you need to find a way, you need to make a way to work it out to get down there for a weekend, for a day, for an hour, just to see that. Um, there's something about Magic Kingdom being decorated Christmas, just to begin with, um, but seeing the Magic Kingdom decorated all Christmas, all dueled out for Christmas, all uh, ready to go, and then seeing that castle lighting surrounded by tons of people who all are thinking the same thing is really something that I don't think I'm ever going to forget. Uh, it, it was a fantastic. It was beautiful. It was any uh, adjective that you could think of, majestic, and it is highly, highly recommended. That I totally agree with you, too. Chuck, I have a question. Yes, Greg. Is it true... I have an answer. ...that when one light goes out, all the lights go out? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny that you should mention it. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday the 15th, uh, and there is a media event going on in Walt Disney World tonight for the um, Christmas party. And there was an entire section of lights on the castle tonight that were out. Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to assume there was one bulb that was missed. One bulb, yes. Oh, and so it was a 20,000 imported Italian twinkle lights. I really hope man, bef- man behind the castle, a guy behind the castle, the uh, security guard that uh, has that Instagram page that works the overnight shift at Disney World uh, has a picture of all of the Imagineers on ladders just culprit hunt- hunting tonight. That would be <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Yes, it would. John, you get this row. Mike, you get that row. Steven, you get this row. <laughs> one by one, everybody. Yep. I used to hate that at Christmas time. And Steven, what about you? Yeah. Going, there's a few things that, that really come to mind. One of the ones is when we went to Hollywood Studios. Not specifically directed at uh, Thanksgiving or anything like that, but we signed my son up to go to the Jedi Academy, and he really wanted to do it. Big Star Wars fan, as is myself. And we signed him up, and he got taken away, and next minute he came out with maybe another 12 Padawans that were coming out and they were going through the motions of you know, doing their tests, doing their, their uh, lightsabers and testing them out. Next minute, the Stormtroopers come out with Darth Vader and my son, who was called Luke, was chosen to be the one who fought Darth Vader and it was just magical. It really was. Just to see him up on the stage really just feeling everything that is Star Wars and having Darth Vader and you're the one that's fighting him and 
me shouting out, go on, look. And everybody looking around and says, what's he playing at? Uh, it was just magical. The pictures we got with him there uh, really could bring a tear to a glass eye. And I was so proud for him. And it was such a good moment to have uh, with him in the park. Two things, man. First off, that was an awesome analogy. Bring a tear to a glass eye. I don't think I have ever heard that one. <laughs> That's what I that thought he said. It's yes. brilliant. Yeah. It's a very British Well film. done with that. I'm going to have to start using that one because that works <laughs> so well. And two, since you have access to the Mickey Dude's Twitter uh, account... Would you please tweet out a, a picture of that the day that this show comes out? Yes, I shall. I'll send that out. I'm sure Luke will be very embarrassed when it goes out, because uh, it was a couple <laughs> of years ago. But uh, I will tell him before it gets out. Is this the son that listens to the podcast? Yes, it is. Uh, in fact, all my children, all three of them, Andrew, Luke, and Paige, all listen to it. Uh, but Luke's very excited. The, the fact to do this. Awesome. Well, hi, guys. You got to get <laughs> your children on one of these days. That would be an oh, epic well. show. <laughs> Greg, what about you? Thinking about this topic, I'm racking my brain, and there's so many things that comes to mind, but I kind of kept coming back to the same concept. When we're at the world and, and have a shorter day at one of the parks, we come back, and typically, we'll take a walk down to whatever resort we're staying at to, to the restaurant there. And we'll either grab a snack or if it's dinner time, we'll, we'll have our dinner there. But one of the things that, that we always do is when we're sitting at the table is we each talk about the day and kind of reminisce of what transpired, how we felt about it. And it got me thinking, you know, it's those moments, not just one particular moment, but those moments collectively from all those trips that we've done that same thing where we've walked from our room down to the restaurant to grab something to eat and just sit and talk and enjoy each other's perspective on the day. That's the thing that keeps coming back to me over and over again is those memories and getting to share each experience and share our own. And those are the, the things that I'm most thankful for are those memories and time that we get to share them. That proves that sometimes less is more. Here, that can happen anywhere. It doesn't have to happen in Disney World. But the fact that it does, and it's just something on such a small, but yet at the same time grand scale, just shows the power that Disney has to bring us all together and just kind of the whole idea of it's the number one family place in the world because it just brings everyone together. Amen. <laughs> and building on that, I'm going to talk about one of my most fond memories, and that was a night I got to spend in Epcot with just myself and my mother, which is a rare thing because my mother and I are hardly ever interacting in a setting like that or basically anywhere in my own life we're kind of just two ships passing in the night my parents do live upstairs from me but my mother growing up has always been the chief caretaker to all the elderly in my family who live very close to my area so she makes her rounds 
And this one particular trip, it was my father's retirement trip. And my father is a workhorse who has a replaced knee, a replaced shoulder. And at that time, he was desperately needing a really bad hip replacement. And we went down to the world. And after a while during the day, he tried to kind of just hop around all the parks. He was in pain, but way too stubborn to rent an ECV or get a wheelchair. So he basically spent the entire day grinning and bearing it while we did holidays around the world in Epcot. By the time we were done for the day, he just couldn't finish the whole day and do illuminations. My mother and I wanted to see it, so when we reached over to the UK, I left with him over to the International Gateway. We went over the beach club. I made sure that I would get him a cab back to our hotel, which was at that time Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House, if you remember my story about the power-washing rock cast member out on the (laughs) savannah. And... I decided that I would spend the rest of the evening with my mother watching Illuminations, and then the plan was to go around the Boardwalk Resorts and just look at the Christmas decorations that they had up. What was nice about that was I never really have that one-on-one time with my mother out in public, and sitting on the bridge waiting for Illuminations, we had a prime spot, and we just started getting to talk, and we talked about things that just haven't this been discussed in years good family memories that we had and then we started talking about my father and how it was obvious that soon he was going to have to have a surgery and you could see that my mother was mentally preparing herself to uh, basically play Florence Nightingale to him and just become the chief cook and bottle washer taking care of him and we were discussing ways that I could help her out if she ever did need help with him And kind of just setting a game plan at that time. And once Illumination started, everything went out of our minds. We were just able to just enjoy the show for what it is. On top of that, the nice holiday tag. And I saw this huge smile on her face afterwards as we were walking out and going over to the hotels. And basically said the fact that she got to do that was one of the greatest Christmas gifts that I could ever have given her just that little one-on-one time with me because, again, it is rare that that happens given her busy time and and everything that she does. So I keep on thinking back to that and I kind of wish I would have another opportunity for something like that. Will it ever happen? Time will tell, but it is something that I will always remember when I think of good times with my mother. It's just taking time and grabbing it when you can. It really is. Exactly. Sometimes life is too short. And when it comes to my parents, I was always... I am a carbon copy of my father. And my mother and I basically always clashed with our, our opinions. And... The two of us, when we the, the two of us when we butt heads together, we are both headstrong, and it just it can get ugly at times. So it's when we do when we're on the same page, it's it's amazing. But 
there are times where it just she basically just gives me this oh you're just like your father and just ends up going at it and my father can deal with her a lot better than I can in that way but I have I have to say that's family and I wouldn't want her any other way the other reason why that's such an important memory to me is because not very long after that and my father did have his surgery she actually got sick and the tables were turned and my father had to become her caretaker and for a while she hadn't been the same she's very slowly starting to come back to the old woman that I knew not that she's old the woman that I knew from beforehand and it's nice to see her in a nice recovery it's nice to see my parents flip that around a bit but it just shows me how important that is in life and family is everything. And to kind of bring that back to one of my passions, which is Disney, and to kind of think about that as one of my favorite times with her, kind of always puts a smile on my face, and I really do look at that time as a gift. All right, gentlemen, now we're going to move on to round two. This podcast has brought us many friends. I consider the men that I work with on this podcast to be really good friends that my life would not be complete without at this moment because I talk to them every day. They are, they know more about me than they really uh, care to admit. And they probably uh, shudder on that because some of the things that come out of my mouth can probably send chills down their spine. But with that, I have to say that Disney has given us a lot to be thankful for, be it friendships, be it just pure enjoyment, be it a time to just take a little break from our everyday lives. So gentlemen, what I'd like to ask you is, what are you most thankful for in the Disney universe, the Disney community as we call it, our small little niche, since our, since our podcast is for Disney fans, by Disney fans. What in the Disney world are you most thankful for? And I'm going to start this one with Steven. Out with of you guys and everybody involved in the Mickey Dudes, uh, which is a great honour and pleasure to work on. Uh, just everything that Disney does. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about it today when we were preparing for the podcast and it really comes down to Main Street. You walk up Main Street and you feel as if you are home and it's so welcoming and so like a big hug. It's as if you walk in and somebody's just hugging you. Just And I'm so thankful to have something like Disney in my life that you can always fall back on. There's so many things that you can get involved with, including this, as well as other, you know, podcasts and forums. There's a big, huge community out there that everybody is involved in. And it's great. It's great just to be part of that. And that's what I'm thankful for. Thanks, buddy. Chuck, what about you? Uh... That's uh, that's a good question. I mean, Stephen kind of hit the nail right on the head. I'm very thankful for all of the guys and Pat that uh, we do this <laughs> podcast with. Um, 
the the trip that I had in April, where I had the privilege of meeting uh, Kyle and Jeff and his family and Dave, even believe it or not, <laughs> was probably one of the better trips that I can recall. Um, it's unique that we were able to m- literally meet for that first time and have it be old hat. Uh, very comfortable, very warm and welcoming. And that really goes for the entirety of the Disney community. Um, as Dave knows, he, uh, or as Dave does as well, he is in the running community and so is Heather. And as part of that, uh, they are part of the Be Our Guest podcast, Lizards. And this past trip, I once again had the privilege of meeting a great number of them in addition to ones that I had already previously met. And when you caught, when you talk about fantastic people, the Disney community is just chock full of them. Um, Dave, you obviously know Florence Porter. She is one of the nicest women I have ever had the privilege of talking to. She pulled me aside at uh, the dessert party that we ended up doing as a part of the running group. And told me how much she enjoyed our show which you know it (laughs) not to let myself get a big head but it was really cool um she did also say you were wrong Dave, about everything (laughs) for what it's worth florence i know after you listen to some shows you end up texting me so when you finish this show text me confirming this or denying it (laughs) (laughs) well part of the conversation happened (laughs) That's awesome. But uh, between her and everyone from the Beer Guest podcast, and even the other podcasts that we had talked about on a show a couple of weeks ago that had reached out to us, thanking us for mentioning them, it, it's very much it's a gracious thing and a very gracious community that is always looking to give back and welcome other people in. I know. I can pretty much speak for everyone except for maybe Kyle that uh, <laughs> the same goes with us. We we're, we're very nice people um, and we're not going to turn anyone away except for Kyle. We can, we can tolerate meaning that we're turning Kyle away. I was going to say we can tolerate Kyle in small doses. He's not all bad. No, no. Kyle's a great guy. He's uh He's fantastic. He might be rough around the edges, but deep down inside, he's an old softy. How do you know that? <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, that did sound kind of twisted when I think about it, but we love you, Kyle. And Mr. Nevis, what about you? Oh, man. <laughs> well, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to anyway. I, you know, seriously... All the members of the Disney and, and the Disney podcasting community have been so gracious and supportive. And, man, I'd like to mention everyone that I've made friends with over over the last year. But there's so many people. I know I'd forget somebody, so I'm not even going to start. But it's been absolutely wonderful. And I hope that we can all continue to grow together and learn together. And also... My family here at the Mickey Dudes Podcast, and we all come from very different backgrounds, but we do share a common bond that unites us. 
And I know that I can be pretty demanding at times with the production side of things, but I do know that each and every one of you try very, very hard and you do the best that you possibly can. And that's one thing that I really, really appreciate. And I'm not going to mimic all of you guys because I feel the same exact way about the Disney uh, community. To take it away from the podcast community, I'm going to say that Run Disney is something that I am most grateful for because it has empowered me to reach a new level of fitness. And I've watched so many other people who didn't believe in themselves in the past say, okay, I'm going to run a 5K. Oh, I'll never be, I'll never be able to do a 10K. Then they do a 10K and then, okay, I'm done. Oh, but you should do the half marathon. I don't know if I can. Oh, come on. Just push it. You get to go to Disney again. They push themselves into a half marathon. Next thing you know, they're marathoners. They have pushed themselves in ways that most athletes can't do. And that says something. And in that way, Disney is very empowering to people. And since I'm the host, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do another one at the moment. Another thing that I'm really grateful for, believe it or not. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Cheating is my shtick. Yes, <laughs> I know. And since lately we've been actually agreeing so much, I guess maybe you are rubbing off on me in some way, shape, or form, as much as I hate to admit it. But That's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of See here. you later, everybody. Well, I'll be happy to hang up on you on this call. Leave on a high note. <laughs> But being more, getting back to being serious, I do have to say that I am very thankful for my co-host, Pat, because Pat is my sound off during the day. If things are going really crazy, I just send a text to Pat about just stupid stuff, and he has a way of basically turning around and saying, hey, kid, calm down. Life is, life is too short. Take a deep breath and get over yourself. And sometimes I kind of need that in the course of my day. And our little side conversations that we have are basically a ray of sunshine and sometimes major dark times during, during the day when, as a teacher, I just want to run out of my classroom and scream. He kind of keeps me always looking for the best of, of, of the day. And keeps on reminding me why I enjoy my career so much. He's kind of a sound off board. A couple of times I needed an objective opinion. I went to him and he's never stared me wrong. So I must say with all the Mickey dudes, it is a blessing to be working with them. And I must say that I really couldn't ask for a better partner in crime in planning this show in that way. Before we go, gentlemen, let's tell everybody where we can find each other on the interwebs. Stephen, where are you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SJMDisney or on Facebook on Stephen James Maxwell. Chuck, where are you? I am located on the internet at uh, Chuck in the Chat on the Twitter machine. Gregory, what about you? I am G Nevis, N-E-V-I-U-S, on Twitter, and look me up on Facebook. Just search my name, Greg Nevis. You'll find me there. And you can find me on Facebook at Dave Koch and on Twitter at Figments Reality. 
be sure to check us out on Twitter as a podcast at The Mickey Dudes and check out our website, themickeydudes.com, for original blog content by our Mickey Dude commentators. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to wish you the most memorable and happiest of Thanksgivings. Have a magical day. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) Join us next month for the Festivus episode. We got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) 